Hello, everyone, and welcome into Mania 39 Night 2 uh, Reactions. I am Noah Trombley, joined uh, by the pun master, Mike Rifkin. And Mike, we just witnessed a main event that felt like a main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I, the ending was, that ending was one of the worst of all time. Roman Reigns, again, just beats Cody Rhodes like he always has. What do we, where do we go from here? This was the moment. The stars aligned for this. I'm done. Triple H can go bye-bye. I, what, what are you doing? I'm just done. This was the moment to end it. Nope. He's going to win like, he always becoming, he's becoming Jinder Mahal. Uso solo interference, he wins. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You actually know who he's really become? Who? He's become Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He's become the NWO version of Hogan. That, that's essentially what this has become. But the thing that bothers me the most is and listen, I, I know we're not gonna get a clean match all the time, but the amount of interference for a world title match from it, Solo and the Usos to, to me, it's just here's the thing mm-hmm. the Usos made sense, and then Sammy and KO run in, and it would have been such a poetic ending. KO gets his revenge. Sammy gets his revenge by hitting the Huluva kick. And then Cody wins. But nope, Solo just runs in. We get a spear and Roman just wins. I, no. Fuck you, WWE. This can be an explicit positive, but fuck you. What was this? You just had this guy win again. Go to hell. I, Vince is back in control. Vince is 100% back in control. There's no way. You cannot tell me that Triple H booked this. Vince has yanked control back from Triple H. I'm 100% convinced of this. This show... The other results, too, kind of make me feel the same way. This show was terrible. This show sucked ass. WrestleMania 39 Night 2 sucked massively. Because we opened up with Brock and Omos, which I don't even want to talk about that because that was just boring. It's what exactly you expected the Brock-Omos match to be. Then we had the women's showcase match. Whatever. Didn't matter. Then you followed up with a brilliant... And the pacing on this show, the amount of sponsorships and ads and commercial breaks. This show... Is a tale of two halves. Night one is a not is a ten out of ten. Night two is a is like a four. This was awful. Boneheaded decisions. Shane McMahon has come back for some reason. Tears his ACL. And you know what though? I was ready to forgive all of it because that main event was so good, and then Roman Reigns just fucking wins. If it's not Cody, then who's the guy? If it's not Cody Rhodes, who is it? 
Jay? No! Sorry! Don't buy Jay! He, he, he can't hold it for another year. No. I swear to God. They're just going to turn him into Roman Reigns of old. Again. I, I think he's already there. Yeah, this solidified it. He, 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 this puts it at the top. You, you said who's the guy. I'm trying to wrap my head around that, too. To me, there, I, I still think it's Cody, but and we can get into how you can do that in a minute. But the only... Uh, listen, he, I'm going to take everyone he's already beaten off the table. Yeah. Th those guys are out. I'm sorry. I can't buy Jay. It's not Jay. The only other reasonable option. Actually, there's really two, but I'm not going to get into one. One would be Gunther. After tonight, I'd have no issues with that. Because that match was fantastic. That that was match of the night. The other one, I don't know if he's ready, but you could, if you're going to pull the trigger on Solo. Just... This is what this has been leading to. When I saw Cody Rhodes come out at Mania at 38, I said, that's the guy. That is the guy. Take the title from Roman Reigns. And you decided to go, nope. Did, did Triple H learn nothing from Daniel Bryan? Did he learn nothing from that? Did you learn nothing? Pull the trigger when it's the hottest. You sacrificed Sami Zayn and Montreal. Okay, but that's fueling the story of Cody finally doing it Mania. And just, nope. This would be like, you've seen Lord of the Rings, right, Mike? I know the backstory. I'm this not going to say like, I'm standing up, but I get it. This would be like if Frodo and Sam get to Mount Doom, and then Gollum just kills them. And it's like, well, the, what was the, all of this just squandered? For what? Like, I, I just, and p some people have been saying that Cody needs a setback. I'm sorry, did you not see his pec injury? That's a setback if I've ever seen one. You and I you have had this conversation about the thousand days and if that matters. Clearly it did. But, but he, he, here's the thing. And here, here's what I want to know, and, I'll, and we'll never know. Who does it matter to? Does it matter to Roman? Did it matter to, to Triple H? Did it matter? You're right in the sense of, I think Vince had something to do with this. And or, people or, can say whatever. Because here's the thing. It's either Vince had some control or I am now terrified of Triple H's booker. Because this, this is so counterintuitive to what he is. And you know what? And I will say this. And I don't know about you, Mike. But if this had happened under Vince, I would just be in a state right now. I will say I have some hope because I thought this way after Drew. And I thought this way after Sammy. And he somehow built it back up to some else matter. 
But this one really stings. This one really, really stings. Like, if 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 I am if we are looking back at this two months from now and we are somehow like looking at ourselves like how dumb were we were, brilliant, unbelievable Triple H. But right now, I was so expecting when when Roman hit that that last spear, I was expecting Cody to kick out. I was like, this is the perfect moment to really show Cody as this American warrior. And he kicks out, crowd goes nuts because you buy it as the finish. And then it's, nope, it's just the finish. It's like, what? I, I was waiting for someone else to come out on his behalf when Heyman I was up thought, on the apron. I thought it was going to be Orton. That would yeah. make so much sense. He was supposedly it, there. Th- that was what all the, the dirt sheets had. And, you know, whether they're reliable or not. But, you know, anyone who, who had Cody's back. Hell, DDP, who's team Cody all the time, have him come out. I'm not saying get Brandy involved because I, I that was would be unnecessary. But someone and, to prevent Paul Heyman. And, and you have Cody enter. He's got all these people behind him. He's got the... The eagle feathers. He's got the military outfit. He goes to his wife. He hugs his daughter. He gives his weight belt to Brody Lee Jr. This is everybody that has helped him along the journey in this match. And you decide just to fucking piss on all of them. This people, and I'm not gonna buy the rematch. I'm not. There's no rematch because this is this is how I would do it. WrestleMania backlash. We're gonna do the bloodline consisting of Roman and the Usos taking on the Canadian Uses in Kevin and Sammy, along with an American Us in Cody Rhodes. And we're going to six-man it up for all the gold. To, to me, that would be... To me, that's better than a, the rematches. You'd have to pr- kind of find a stipulation maybe where... Or if you want to get Solo involved in the match too, they'd have to get a fourth depending on who you want that to be. It, it's just... that It's just taking so much muster off of Cody. I... You had a chance to crown your top guy, and now I'm just like, oh, now he's just a normal guy. It's it's a one-man roster. It's Roman Reigns, and that's it. And it's just... I don't know what to think right now. They're All I'm saying, Hunter, Triple H, is there better be something tomorrow night. There better be something. Because I swear, if Roman Reigns is going on his break now... Oh, we about to have issues. Them's fighting words. Oh, it will be fighting words. It will be over for Triple H's Booker less than a year into his reign. It will be over. Because that is unforgivable. Roman better be there tomorrow night. And we better get something. Triple H, you have done a very risky move. You better hope this pays off.
That's all I'm saying. And let's let's be fair. It wasn't the only risk of the weekend. A lot of his decisions, as much as we love night one, a lot of the decisions we could talk about were have weird. Been risky. They were odd. Ray beating Dom just like that. You had um uh we had Bianca. We had Bianca just beats Oscar. So cool, caught Oscar out again. She's never won at WrestleMania. Never Asuka's won at WrestleMania. Never won at Mania. Just cool. I, I just night two was a train wreck in my opinion. This was awful. Like I said, this was awful. And if if Cody had just won, let's say he kicks out of that last spear, Roman's just apoplectic whatever he goes for it he hits one more crossroads and boom cody wins you know what that elevates the entire show i would be on here screaming the heavens like yes this was awesome what a main event instead i am here being like what the that is wrong with you we're just feeding roman again like come on and it's still both belts so I guess there isn't going to be a Cody championship. There isn't going to be two belts. Like, come on, Triple H. You apparently, according to all the dirt sheets, you had a new belt design approved. Is it a, if it's a fucking Roman title? Oh. Oh, there's going to be issues. But I... I, I I literally was I was staring at my computer screen for like a solid five minutes of like they didn't do this, did they? No. No. And then it's just like Roman leaves, and I'm like, they fucking did it. They just beat Cody. What? And by the way, if you go back to when Cody's got him in the figure four, it looks like a tap. It does. It does. I just... How dare you have the emotional moment of Cody giving his weight belt to Brody Lee Jr. and you still have him lose? You still have him lose. Like, I was upset at Drew losing in Wales. But the only reason I, I think I told you, Mike, on that review, the reason I was okay with it was because we were building to this. And then Roman just fucking wins again. So now all of this buildup feels pointless. It feels pointless. Just, I've inve- we've invested so much in this bloodline. This was the perfect culmination of it. And Roman just fucking wins. I I don't even want to talk about the rest of the show. Intercon, just real quick, Intercontinental title match was great. Oscar Belair was great, but wrong person won. Same with this match. And whatever the that Shane McMahon thing was. Yeah. And Helena Cell was great, too. Except for stopping the match because Balor got busted open. Which, it's Helena Cell, what? Yeah. It, to, and Edge won! So what was the point of all that? Balor's not over more. Edge is going to be gone in a few months. Like. Night one, we applauded a lot of the decisions. 
Yeah. Night two is a different story. Like it, it's legitimately a tale two different pay per views. It is, and it really is. And and even in our chat with Adam, like they like Saturday night night one, they start with bangers. The four way tag match was great. Um, Theory Cena was really good. Tonight, you start with Brock and Omos, and it just. I will defend that because it gets the crap out of the way. No, that's fine. But then you go into the women's tag match, which was not good. It was not like the men's one. It, it didn't feel have the same feel. And then you go into the triple threat match. But before that, you got to take 40 minutes to do freaking promos and ads and that's the thing that bothered me the most oh my god it just killed the momentum it's it's a very disappointing ending to last night was great it was the high it was Sammy and KO finally did it and if if you I think what makes us hurt so much is that let's take Cody out of the equation and put somebody else in there. I don't think I'd be that upset with this, but because it was Cody and you not only had the end of the bloodline, but you had Cody finishing the story. It felt like you, this is the moment you gotta do it. And just nah, nah. It's like, God, Triple H, I hope you have a plan in store. But I swear to God, if it's the six-man tag match that Mike just mentioned, but you do it in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I'm thinking backlash. I wasn't thinking Saudi. I'm thinking Saudi. That's where I'm thinking. Did the crown prince pay an extra $15 million to be like, hey, I want I want the No, the it couldn't happen in Saudi because Sammy won't go to Saudi. Oh, yeah, Sammy won't go to Saudi. Just so it's 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 anger, but it it, it, honestly it's more confusion and puzzleness because it's like, what do where do we go from here? Like, and here's the other thing that you didn't mention: if he's just gonna walk away and vacate the freaking belt, then I'm gonna be pissed, more pissed off. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be really mad. Do they want him to break Bruno? Is he going to hold the belt to like 2029? 20, uh, no, they can't. At, after this, I'm I'm now 50-50 on that, that they might just be like, screw it, he's going to break Bruno. I, I I think they'd get a lot of... Well, I, but then again, if they sell, who knows? Well, that's the other big news that we can talk about. Apparently, according to many dirt sheets, WWE is meeting tomorrow... Or, no, WWE is meeting with Endeavor, the company that owns UFC, and reportedly, according to many of the dirt sheets, there could be announcement of a sale as early as tomorrow. And Endeavor? So UFC and WWE, the same company? Oof, that, that's a little interesting. And it's very the, interesting. And here's the thing. 
uh, that is why, Mike, that is why I was willing to forgive the, the promotion stuff because I get it. When you're trying to sell a company, you have to show how much drawing power and how much selling power you have as a company. You have to show that. But if there is no sale tomorrow, I mean, I guess if Triple H and Vince come out and say, look, WWE's been sold to Endeavor, Triple H is remaining in control, Vince is going to be this, and here's the new owner, like, I guess that's big, but. You, you know what? I, I, I'm going to stop you. I'm not going to say tomorrow. If there's not a sale done in the next week. We're going to have issues. I, yeah, I. It's really just his main event, man. This was the time. It could have wiped away all the bad stuff. Could have wiped away all of it. But you just fed Roman. You just fed Roman. And like Cody's star would have been so much bigger if he had won this match. Now he just feels like a he feels he's like another a, guy. He's another guy. You you made the chase so interesting, but you didn't execute the most important part of the chase. Because even if there's a rematch, argument's sake, rematch is going to be a backlash. The rematch is in Saudi Arabia. It's not going to have the same feel as Wrestle Freaking Mania. No, it's just not. This was your opportunity to, to not only pull the trigger... But this was also an opportunity to really say to AEW in particular, like, you dropped the ball here with this guy, mm-hmm. and we're going to make him our world champion. And you know what? Everyone would have been happy because Cody would have come out tomorrow night on Raw, and he would have said, Dad, this one's it. for you. I did it. And nobody would say anything other than good for Cody Rhodes. You know what's funny, Mike? You mentioned the AEW thing. You know who's laughing their ass off right now? Tony Khan the Elite. They're probably laughing their asses off right now. Like, <laughs> Cody, you thought you were better over there. Turns out, no. I'm surprised Cody went along with this. I really there has to be something out there that we don't know. There has to be. My only he, thought is maybe Cody got hurt during the match, but he didn't look it. I mean, the only time I saw was when he was holding his ribs after Solo and hit him with the chair. But yeah, I mean, that was the only thing. I mean, if it's like... Unless I mean, there if, was an injury beforehand, maybe we don't know about Maybe. Maybe if maybe I mean if they come out and they say like Cody Rhodes was hurt, we we couldn't pull the trigger on him because we would have to give the belts anyway. I mean it's gonna suck, but I mean at the very least I won't be angry with them, you know. But I just don't understand this decision. I'm just going through it and I'm like, what could possibly be the end goal for this? I mean Everyone was behind Cody. Everyone. And you just... Nope. Like... I think the thing that gets me the most is 
you're right, everyone was behind Cody, but at the same time, it's you saw it during the match. Like people, I'm not gonna say for the most part, but there are people out there, you and I are perfect examples. We're sick of Roman. You know what though? I wasn't sick of Roman until second he won. And then I was like, but, but okay. that's my point. Right, yeah. It, it it's okay. If not him, then who is it? That's that is the essential question right now. If it's not Cody, then who the bloody hell is it? And here here would be my other question. If that person, that other person that we don't know about was in the Rumble, why didn't you just have that person in the Rumble? Yeah, or something. So, uh, argument's sake, that guy was Seth Rollins. You could just have Seth win the Rumble. You could have had Cody versus Logan Paul. And then, you know, pull the trigger on Seth. Or you have Seth lose here, and then you finally do Cody. Well, however you want to go about it. It's just Because the key to this whole freaking thing is de-unifying the belts. Yes. That's the... Are, if this was just a WWE title match or just a straight universal title match, it wouldn't get this kind of backlash. I don't... Yeah, it wouldn't either. But because you have not de-unified the belt everyone is going to be pissed off especially if what you said he's going to take time off because you, we complained about Brock when Brock mm-hmm. was part time champ we're going to complain when Roman was part time champ there is no middle ground here it it was different with Roman because at least the Usos and Sokoa and Heyman, they could continue the stories. And it, even though Roman wasn't there, it felt his presence was there. But now, I don't know what you do. I mean, un- again, unless it's Jay Uso and... I mean... Does it make storyline sense? Yes, it started with those two. You come full circle and have it end with those two. Yeah, but... But that can be made so personal, it doesn't need the belts. Yeah, it it really doesn't. And... Yeah, I just... I don't know what to do. I'm so perplexed. Like, I thought we were about to hit a new era of Triple H, and now it's just like, did we? And I don't know which I don't know which realization is worse, Mike. Is Triple H more than, like Vince than we thought, or is Vince just back in control? Which one's scarier? I don't know. I honestly, you know what? Honestly, the, the Mike, scarier option's B. See, for me, it's A. Because if Triple H is more like Vince than we think, this goes on for another 50 years. See, but, but I think the difference is I don't think he's like Vince in the same, same world. Because in a Triple H-led world, guys like Cody Rhodes get an opportunity. Under Vince McMahon... 
be stardust. And that's how he would always be viewed. We gotta remember though, Vince brought Cody back. I know, but that was because he went out and made himself into a big star. Right. So it and let me tell you something. If it's B, you're gonna hear a lot of channels changing. Mm-hmm. Yep. You are. I think I, a lot I, of I, I I'm I'm with you. I don't know what to think, but I, I'll say this. If there is not a payoff on Raw, whether it's Cody, Roman, Player X, the return of the Repo Man. Oh, no. Roman has to be on the show. He has to be on the show. He has to. You can't have Roman win and then just disappear. Here's the one other thing I never, ever, 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 ever want to hear. Tomorrow night, if Roman's on and he's cutting the promo and he's interrupted by Cody, I do not want to hear the words from Cody Rhodes. I'll put my career on the line for the title. Because people are going to tear it on Cody. Because we know what that means. And nobody wins in that situation. It absolutely doesn't because then you're just telegraphing the end. I mean, I guess if you can say one pause about this, I need to watch Raw tomorrow night. I'm still going to watch the national title game at 9.20. Their lucky Raw starts at 8. Yeah, I mean, I got to watch Raw. Because there needs to be some follow-up to this because I am not happy. I, I I just I sat here in stunned sounds and I was just like what? They, they didn't do this. Like can, can we talk about one positive though? Yeah. The triple threat match. Let's the triple take, threat match was Oh my god. At that match if you if you watch any match from night two, just watch Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. Oh my god, that match was everything that I wanted it to be. Oh, and more. It, it, oh my god. The, the the only downside to that match was Titus O'Neil on commentary, but it was oh, oh it was it a was, masterpiece. It was perfect, just brutal every way. Gunther just kicking Sheamus and Drew's. Heads off. Drew hitting big. Drew winning a chop off with Gunther. No one does that. But Drew McIntyre does. Seamus just showing why he is the best. One of the best of all time and is very underrated. Um, Just these three went hell for leather. And the ending spot was insane. The the double powerbomb drew on to Seamus. Then he picks up. Or no, he powerbombs Seamus. On to Drew, Gunther does, and he picks up Drew, hits a power moment on him, and retains. Oh! He nailed was... a frog splash to break up a pen. Oh, my God. He... And they shot it so beautifully because he just came flying out of nowhere. Like, where the hell is it? Oh, there he is. Yeah, oh, the there bird. he is. He it's broke a up plane. The it's Gunther. Yeah. Oh, that was... That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. 
The that that might have been the best match of the weekend. It might have been. To me, it's either between that and the tag match. Mm. Did they, like, I think they can be equal and just because they're different matches. The tag match was all the emotion fueled drama, and then this match was just pure wrestling brute strength. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, so good. But um, that's going to do it for our Mania Night 2 reactions. Triple H, you've got some explaining to do, and you better hope you better. I hope. I mean, I really hope Triple H just sitting there going, mm, "Wait till they see what I've got planned." I hope you do, because you need something. You need something big, because this was a massive disappointment. But thank you guys for listening. I'm Noah Trombley for the pen pun master Mike Rifkin. This has been our Mania Night Mania 39 Night 2 reactions. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll see you guys next time. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Face Turn Podcast reaction video to the Raw after WrestleMania 39. I'm Noah Trombley, joined by the Pump Master Mike Rifkin. Mike, we had an interesting Raw tonight. Uh it wasn't good in a lot of places, but I think it capped off pretty well. It didn't feel like a Raw after Mania. It really it didn't. didn't. And while I... We'll get into the whole... Well, Okay, let's talk about the whole show in general really quick. Mm. I think that's fair because I don't think Triple H booked this particularly well. But I have to say, Mike, even for the beginning of this show... When Triple H came out, Roman came out, and Cody came out, this crowd was dead. It felt like a crowd that was tired out from the past two days. I'm guessing that's what it was, but usually they're usually invigorated and ready to go. And this just felt, they felt like so dead. Like, I'm dead all night. And I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you need to be crazy for the Rock Media if it's not a good show, but like, you, you got some things. Like, come on. I think the thing was the result of the main event of night two. And this was just a trickle-down effect. It could have been. It could have been. But speaking of the night two main event, the show opened with Roman Reigns coming out, saying, acknowledge me, all that all that great stuff. I Look, I have to say this, Mike. And I know he's gotten tired as champion, but I love Roman Reigns' work as a heel. His facial expressions, his charisma, it's so good. The beginning of the promo where he's just letting the crowd give it to him. Oh, it's so good. That kind of made me go back to the promo of, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm the guy, and he walked out. Mm-hmm. That at first I was thinking, ah, all right, he's just gonna go with the acknowledge me stuff, okay. And then I was just waiting, who's gonna interrupt? I also found it very interesting that it was him, Solo, and Heyman. It was and only there those were no Usos. Were no Usos. We'll get to them in a second. But this did have that kind of bloodline, you know, kind of story to it. So Cody Rhodes interrupts Roman Reigns before he can even really get his promo going. Cody comes out and says, you know, um, I think Cody cut a really good promo, Mike, because he said, you are the better competitor. 
But I'm in, it, almost like I'm insulted that that thing is still in the ring, and that's the only reason you're champion right now. And he points at Solo Sokoa. He's basically like, that's the only reason why you're champion right now. And Roman, and Roman just go doing the, no, I didn't. I beat you. And I'm like, I just have to point this out again. This is just down to Roman being brilliant. Cody, when Cody says, I expected to be on this show as WWE uh, Universal Champion. And Roman just kind of looks at the titles on, on Paul Shores and just goes, nope. <laughs> I have to admit, that was pretty funny. That, that, that was good. Um, but Cody then says he wants a rematch. Roman says no. Says you will never get a rematch. Yada, yada, yada. Or Paul Heyman says this. And Cody then says, you know what? If you're not going to give me a rematch, then let's just do something. I'm fired up. Let's just do something tonight. How about a tag team match with you and Saul? Because I want to kick both. I fought both of you last night. So how about I just do it again tonight? Roman says, deal. But it has to be someone who was at WrestleMania 39. And if they come out and help you, they never get a shot at the championship ever again while Roman's champion. Who does that bring out? Brock Lesnar. Lesnar comes out. It looks like it's going to be, and we have the match set. Him and Cody versus Roman and Solo. Gets to the main event. Roman comes out, gets the full entrance. Uh, Cody comes out. Then Brock comes out. They do the big, big introductions. Brock gets announced. He gets back to the corner. Cody gets announcement. And the second he's done, Brock Lesnar hits an F5. And what I love about this, Mike, and then, I mean, Brock Lesnar proceeds to murder Cody Rhodes. I mean, he hits multiple F5s. He hits multiple German suplexes, suplexes him over the barricade into the timekeeper's area, multiple chair shots, an F5 on the steel steps in the middle of the ring. Then Brock leaves proceeds to give the stone cold salute double finger salute to the um to the uh like officials at ringside helping Cody and then that's how the show go- goes off the air now mike i i'm so conflicted because am i still upset that Cody lost last night yeah i am however I must say, I am very intrigued by this. I am, and I think this is the best way that Triple H can do this to recover from Cody losing last night. Because if you're doing Cody Rhodes versus a main event heel circa 2012 version of Brock Lesnar, color me intrigued by that. And I'm down for this. And if you ha- if you do this as your main event scene until you might do the rematch at SummerSlam, I ain't that I'm all for that. So I'm intrigued by, but he, he here's the part where where you get me. And it's gonna relate to the first point you made about the crowd. The crowd presumes, hey, we're going to get a tag match here, Brock, Cody, Roman, Solo. That just never happens. Mm -hmm. Because of, you know, Brock's actions. But in storyline, 
Like I, I know Corey Graves had said Brock's not getting a title shot anyway, but doesn't Brock want to get at the bloodline? Or is it just he's Brock Lesnar, he does whatever Brock I think Lesnar it's just Brock Lesnar and he does what he wants. And and I, I have to admit, the way that they were selling this and how vicious Brock was going after Rhodes, maybe they're doing like a like a like a sort of jealousy thing. Where like kind of almost Brock looks at Cody and says, if if I can't take down the bloodline, what makes you think you can? And the the other part that I find interesting in in, in the conflict of all of this is to me, Brock's bigger issue is Roman. So you could have done the match. Cody pins solo or whatever, however they want to go about. Then you could do the Brock turn because in that case, you still get the great main event. You still get the Brock turn and Roman is still going to go away without any reputable damage, especially if solo takes the pin. I mean, I, I do think, I do think you have a point, but I do think having it, Obviously, we have to see what what Brock says are his actions. We have to see what his motivations are. Then I think we have a better, clear picture of this. But I really – here's why I was sitting here thinking about this, and here's why I'm so so behind this. Because you could – you can have the argument, right? You can have the whole story of last night, Cody Rhodes – wasn't ready when Roman Reigns said in those promos you went away you build your own company you couldn't even get over there you came back here and on April 3rd you're gonna have to wake up and realize that you failed again but there was one very little detail that he said in that that I think is gonna tie into this he said you can either run away like a little bitch or do something your father would have been proud of I think that's what this is if you have Cody take out, beat this super heel, super violent Brock Lesnar, then I think that propels him back into a match with Roman at SummerSlam because then you could tell a story of, I wasn't, basically Cody can say, I wasn't ready at WrestleMania. I thought I was ready, but I wasn't. But I have just went through the absolute war of my life with Brock Lesnar. Now I know I'm ready. And that's when you do it at SummerSlam. I think this is honestly, I think this is amazing booking. So, so just to set the record straight, this is April 3rd. Yes. So we're talking about May, which will feature Backlash. Mm-hmm. June, which... I don't know the paper. It'll be the Saudi show. It'll be a Saudi show. And July, which whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. And then we get to August, which relatively would be SummerSlam. So we're talking about the next one, two, about the next three and a half months Mm -hmm. of Cody having to endure whatever he's got to endure to get back to Roman. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. And I, I, I feel like in this, in our little group, we've had kind of the range of emotions to this. 
because our friend Adam was not behind this. He's not into this. He says it's it's the champion needs to be on the show and blah, blah, blah. And I get that to a point. And I do. I do. I do. I do. But I do also think there is a – I think there is sustenance in, in the whole thinking of if the championship isn't on every week and it's only defended at certain pay-per-views – it makes the title matches feel like much bigger deals than they are. The other thing, and you just brought it, brought it into my attention. You said the title's not there every week. Is Brock there every week? And he was on this. That's the other question that's going to have to be asked. Here's the thing though. If there's one guy who I think can keep this going and keep it fresh, it's Cody. He did it for so long when Roman wasn't there. He did it for so long when he was out. We only were talking about Cody Rhodes. I, I Like I said, this could all blow up in everyone's face. And I, I totally agree with that. I totally or admit that. But I, like I said, I am, I think this is amazing. Because I think is, and I know we've had this for a long time. And I, I think that's the issue that everyone's having is that, Let's say Roman won the title only last year. I think this would not have gone down as harshly as everyone has taken it because it would only be a year into Roman's reign. But because you had this three long reign and like the Cody thing there, it's like it felt like the stars aligned for the perfect time to do it. But again, I think the story that Triple H and Cody are telling is really fascinating in that. Cody went after the Cody went after the God right away. He came back. He had the pec injury. Then he won the rumble and he's like, I'm going for Roman Reigns. And it's almost like Cody got too um overconfident. Too big for his britches. He almost got too big for his britches. And so Roman and the bloodline humbled him. And now he's gonna have to dig down to beat this mammoth this pissed off monster in Brock Lesnar. And that's what gives him the kick in the ass and the confidence that he needs to go back after Roman again. And now he's on God like mode, like Roman is. So that way with your, your idea of plan would be if Cody goes over at SummerSlam, I would presume mm-hmm. you would accomplish getting him the belt and Roman got the thousand day reign. You get the best of both worlds. I'm a man of the people. My biggest beef when it comes to Roman is not even necessarily his fault. Mm -hmm. It is the fault of a guy who now has a terrible mustache. Yeah. (laughs) Because if he had never unified the world titles... Nobody would care about this. I, I, you know what? And you're right too. I think if, I think if let's say Cody was going after the WWE, say Cody was going after the WWE championship that was on Roman or something like that, but then that would have ended the universal title championship. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is, that's the bell on two on the same guy. And I think the problem is, and I think it's a, it's just a clash of styles because I, I think here's what's happened is that Vince had his 
version of what the bloodline was, how it was going to end. And then halfway in the story, it was, it would be like if you had a movie, right? And let's say you're playing on five movies. Someone does the first three and then someone has to do the final two. Someone else has to do the final two. Well, now you're going to have James, the James Bond movies, the James Bond movies. Now you have different opinions on how you want the story to go. So I think Triple H just taking this and said, well, I want to do this. And I think this is really going to work. The problem is you're coming off the back of all that Vince stuff where it's like. Soon, like it really needs to end soon. And, and I think that's unfair to Triple H, but also kind of fair, if that makes sense. Um. Yeah, he's you know, put between a rock and a hard place. It really has because he wants his vision, but he's got to conflict with what Vince started. And so now he's got to like kind of try to put them together. Like you said, it's he's between a rock and a hard place. But I will admit, I was very down on this finish la- on the Rhodes Roman finish last night. After this, all right, Triple H. It's kind of like a all right. You have my attention now. I'm willing to go with this. And again, I'm just going to make the If the match at Backlash isn't going to be Cody Brock, now we have to figure out what it's going to be. Yeah, because I don't know if you're going to do it right then and there or if this is Saudi because um, that's obviously, I think, where this would go down. Is Saudi, is Saudi Arabia because that's where because Brock is basically exclusive to Saudi Arabia right now. Um, but, I mean, hey, we've said it before. I mean, Extreme Rules last year was a great pay-per-view without Roman. Um, the you know. show goes on without him, but I think it's the titles. And, and people just yeah. want to say, you know what? We deserve a, a world champion who's going to give us – right. And, 110%. And I'm not saying that that is, that is a not valid point. I, I totally agree with that. Right. But I think if – I do think if, – if, let, let's just fancy book this out real quick, Mike. Mm-hmm. Let's say you do the, the match at Saudi Arabia at the end of May, early June. is Brock Cody. Cody – it's a great, grueling match. Cody guts it out, and he finally – and he – how topples the superhero monster in Brock Lesnar. And then you do the redemption story of, of Cody being like, give me the freaking match Roman, because I know right now I am ready. I wasn't ready at WrestleMania. But God damn it. I'm ready now. After the war I went through with Lesnar, I'm ready. Now give me the damn rematch. He earns the rematch. You crown him at SummerSlam. I think if you do that, I think the WrestleMania 39 finish is looked on much more favorably. You just have to make sure everything goes right. Right. Yeah, so. So. Listen, I'll give it time. I'm not. I'm still not big on the finish trip for Mania. Do I necessarily love that it's Cody Brock? No, but I'm willing to give it a chance. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm willing to see this through because I think this is pretty interesting. And this was the angle that the show needed. It this was a big angle of like Brock just eating the hell out of Cody, like using chairs, using the steps. And 
like this. And he the, rang the ring bell on his own, which I thought was hilarious. That was really, really funny. So that was the closing angle. And I think that was really, really good. The rest of the show, on the other hand, oof. Um, because after the opening segment, we got our first match, which was Omos squashing Elias. Cool. Triple H, why? Why do you still like Omos? I do, what is this upset? There has to be something in Omos's contract that Triple H can't get out of. There has to be. I mean, I said this to Adam. I don't I don't know if this was a Triple H show. See, I, I don't care what people say. Like everything that happened smelled a little funky. It did. And I know that's the that's the whole you know oh Vince is back well but I I I don't I think what's going on right now is I think there are warning signs going up I don't think he's in I don't think he's completely in control of creative I still think Triple H is making the final calls but Vince you know you know Vince's comments earlier today did say something cautious that i that's giving me pause but we'll see so back to omas outside of the five people who actually root for the guy no one cares yeah no one cares about omas man it it, it's over just send him on his way or or, have him be someone's bodyguard i don't care that's where it worked so well when it was aj's bodyguard it worked so well yeah he doesn't have to wrestle actually the perfect person he'd be a bodyguard for, if you take someone we'll talk about in a little bit, make him Theory's bodyguard. Or Don. Mm, I kind of like that. Or I, I remember someone posting this on Twitter before. You reform the Hurt Business with Lashley, Benjamin, Alexander. The three of them are the wrestlers, and Omos is just a big guy they keep around to beat people up when they want to. With MVP. With MVP. I like that. That actually is you a, not totally a bad, do that. That is not a bad idea. Omos just is terrifying. Kind of like what Satnam Singh is for Jared and, and Lethal yeah. in TNA. He just comes like, in and does. Like Diesel was for Michaels when he yeah. first brought, was brought. I, I, if they do that, I'm actually all for that. That is actually really, really cool. But this, nah. Um, then we got... Was it KO and Sammy after this? I'm trying to remember the order of the show now. I'm, I'm getting lost on this because it. Hold I had on, to, I'm I, I had just go. Just I had to go back to work, and then oh, we got the Jimmy and Jay Uso thing after this. We got the Usos. So the Usos are backstage, and they knock on Roman Reigns' door. Paul Heyman answers and comes out, and he says, "You know, we just want you to know that you know your your contributions last night were valuable." We had a great WrestleMania weekend, some more than others, throwing some nice shade at, at the Usos. And Paul Heyman says, you know, the Jets ready. There's some nice lobsters, some nice seafood on there. Go ahead and, and get a head start. And the Tribal Chief and Solo will will uh, um, meet you when they're done with their match. Because Paul Heyman said that they were off somewhere else, like strategizing. Usos leave, and then Paul opens the door, and he says, "Don't worry, Roman, I, or don't worry, Tribal Chief, I took care of it." It's like, ooh, okay. 
I like we're keeping this spinning. I, I like how much I like how the, the cracks should have been further along by now, but I do like how we are starting to see these really big cracks form in the bloodline. This is the first real big one since the court tribal court, really. Since the tribal court, the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. So so yeah, I, uh, I'm I'm liking where we're going with this. Um so that was I like that part. And then we got uh then it was Rey Mysterio. Oh, Rey Mysterio came out. That is right. God, I, I like I said, because I had to go to work. I, I like I'm kind of misremembering the show. So Rey Mysterio came out, quickly thanked the audience for his Hall of Fame induction and all that kind of stuff. Austin Theory interrupts him. Uh Basically, just kind of says like, I like I like the promo from Theory saying like, oh, they cheer Cena, but they should cheer for you too because you're on your way out the door. You're starting to lose it. I'll beat you too, and I'll add you to the collection. And Ray says the only thing you'll be collecting is your teeth when I kick them out of your mouth. I hit you with a six one nine, and that led to an impromptu match between Austin Theory and Ray Mysterio. It was a fine little match. I don't know what you Mike. It was a fine little. Yeah, match. it was good. It was Ray's been around for so long, but. He... I want to say he's he he's lost a step, but he's still really mm-hmm. awesome. And I and I have to say, like I I, re- I love Austin Theory in the ring. He's got some great presence. Um, that counter that counter clothesline out of the six one nine was really nice. He, he he's got a lot of I want to say upside because I think everyone knows how good he is. But he's the kind of guy he is the future. He really is. Super young, super athletic, can go in the ring, is getting, is improving on the mic for sure. I have to admit, Mike, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if we talked about this, but the promo he did last week on the Raw before WrestleMania in the empty arena, I really liked that. Yeah. I think that was a nice touch. I really kind of liked that. But um, but we get this match and uh, Ray's about to go for the 619. Dominic Mysterio jumps on the apron. He knocks him off. Austin Theory then catches Ray Mysterio in the 619, which is a nice touch because you think that Austin Theory would just grab him, but it looks like Ray's going to get hit it again. But no, Theory catches him, hoists him up, hits the A-Town down, gets the win, and then gets out of dodge. Dom and Damian Priest continue the assault on Ray Mysterio. Then they spot Bad Bunny at ringside. They get in his face. Bad Bunny hits back. Damian Priest then proceeds to murder Bad Bunny by putting him with a choke slam through the announcer's table. If this leads to Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny versus Priest and Dom at Backlash, I'm all for this. Yeah, I have no issue with it. It's it could a- lead up to a six-man, too, if you want to include Finn and I'm going to just say person to be named later because I'm going to presume Edge is off the table. Maybe Escobar? Could be Escobar. If you want to do that, yeah, that's fine. Because I mean, um, because, I mean, it is in Puerto Rico, so I think you're going to want to do a little bit of fan service to Puerto Rico. I mean, Damian Priest is from Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny's huge in the Mexican Caribbean area. Of course, Ray's a huge Mexican legend. Now Dom's starting to become that. So yeah, I think this is a fine segment. It did what it had to do. It made Priest look like an absolute monster for just choke slamming this, you know, musical artist. I think again, good former segment. tag partner. Former tag partner, yes. I and I think that's another thing you could nicely play off too, the history between Bad Bunny and Priest. I think that's a nice twist too. So after that, um, we got hold on. Kevin gonna, and Sammy. 
Okay, that this is where we got uh KO and uh Sami Zayn came out. Um obviously getting the huge celebration for their um uh tag title win on night 1 which was amazing. Um and then they basically announced they kind of got their little moment in the sun and then KO said, "You know what, Sami? I think the best way to celebrate this tag title win is to have another fight." So who wants in the back? Who wants to come out and face the tag team champions right now? That brings out the Street Profits, and which makes sense. They won the tag title showcase. So for them to, to interrupt KO and Sammy, I think makes a ton of sense. And my God, Mike, they just went on and had a cocker of a match. This was match of the night by far. This was really good. Uh, the Profits are so good. Kevin and Sammy are so good. It, it, I loved Ford after Sammy had done the over-the-top, whatever you want to call it, somersault, and Ford was like, okay, I can do that too. And, just, and it, it, he yeah. stuck the landing. Yes. Oh, so good. Just a nice one-upsmanship there. Uh, but, yeah, really good match. I think it keeps KO and Sammy fresh. It keeps the Street Profits fresh. It shows that, hey, they are they are at the level of the tag team championships. And so I I really, really like this match. I think it get yeah, it gets gets thumbs up from me. That was really, really good. We we then get Seth Rollins literally comes out to, to the crowd. They sing his song. That's it. He came out to the ring, they sung his song, and that was it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, talk about no direction. Yeah, I don't know what this was. But I mean, apparently, according to a person on Twitter who was behind the production team at WWE tonight, they got like three different rundowns within 45 minutes of each other. It's like, oh boy, maybe there was just some really fumbling around with this show tonight. Maybe that was just why it was not the best. Um, but you know, I'm again, I think this was a not it's not it we'll get to the end and we'll we'll, we'll do that then. We then got Bobby Lashley defeating Mustafa Ali via submission with the hurt lock. It was pretty much a squash match. However, I thanks really, for getting Bobby on mania though guys. Yeah, hold up his trophy. Um I must admit Mike the thing they teased before this, Lashley versus Bronson Reed. Let's Hello. go. Hello. That, that money maker. That is a, oh, that's a match I want to see. That is, yes, that's please. That's a fight. Let's that's, go. Oh, yeah. That is just a fight. G- give me Lashley versus Bronson Reed, WWE, and I will be happy. Thank you. We then got Bianca Belair came out to celebrate her title win over uh, Asuka. I still think she should have lost, but whatever. You know what's crazy, Mike? And I want to mention this last night on the show, but we were kind of caught up in the Cody moment. Everything that happened last night, I was listening to WrestleTalk. So shout out to them. They they really did a great job in all their reactions throughout the whole weekend. Please go subscribe to them. This is even like a plot, like a pay thing. Like go check them out. Um, and they were doing polls throughout the night. And one of them was, was Bianca winning the right call? 71% said yes. So I guess you and I are in the minority here. 
I, I think she's just so over. Yeah, I, I think and, too. And the the other part is, I think the lack of build for that match in particular really hurt Oscar. The um, the match was great. Match was fantastic, and we're not putting Bianca down in any way, shape, or form. It's just when you, it's similar to Roman when you have the title for so long, it's time to see how it looks on someone else, right? Exactly. Because her star can't be elevated much more. Right. Um, and, and what's crazy, Mike, is that poll thing I mentioned. When they said, when they, they asked, was Coleman, was Cody Roman booked right? 52% said yes. It's like. Yeah, but 5248 is close enough to work, to that. I guess. Where... Yeah. Well, but we'll see. Well, again, we, we already talked about that. But let's get back to this. Bianca Miller comes out to fate to celebrate her win at WrestleMania. She's then. Uh, interrupted by Rhea Ripley. They have a nice little tense stare down. Do not unify the women's belts, WWE. Do not unify the women's belts, please. Unless you are really going to commit to it and literally create one belt, one championship, and then really work at that. Please don't unify the belts, man. I do not want this. I mean, we're going to get this match at Survivor Series if both remain the champ. Yeah. Um, but look, I'm with you. <clears throat> and I said this to Adam, and Adam said, "But we can't, uni- we can't unify these. Cannot. Can't do it. You can't, can't do it. Really, really can't do it." All right. Up next, we had uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan defeating Damage Control to earn a shot at the Women's Tag Team Championships. What? <sighs> Okay, I have two things with this. First of all, I get why Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan were in this position, not Ronda Shayna, because Ronda and Shayna are gone, for all I'm concerned. I think Ronda's done. I think that was the last you're seeing of Ronda. But wasn't that match for the number one contender spot? No, it was just a showcase match. That's all it was. And I, like I said, I think Ronda is done. That that's my that's my prediction. I think Ronda's just out of here. I think she wants to be done with this. I think she wants out of it. So good and riddance to, to Ronda Rousey. So I get why Raquel and Liv were in this position. What the hell are you doing with damage control, Triple H? Do you hate Bailey? Did Bailey spit in your coffee one morning and you just decided to punish her and EO and Dakota? Because I don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but uh, they do not like them. This is really getting bad. I was really hoping for a Raquel turn here. Yeah, me too. That's kind of where I was at. Like, okay, Raquel turns on Liv. I don't know if she would join Damage Control or not. No, 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 no. But you have her turn. Then you kind of have a good secondary feud, a SmackDown women's feud between these two. Yeah. And which could set up Raquel for, guess what? A title shot against Rhea Ripley or Bianca if she goes to Raw, right? Depending on how you depending want to on go how you want to do it. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I mean, maybe that comes next week in the title match, but yeah, I, I just, oh, poor Damage Control, man. I don't know why they have not gotten off the ground, but I just get Damage I Control. It's ground control. 
Yeah, I, 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 this is one of the most baffling decisions with Triple H so far in Korea. This is his big letdown. Like, I, it's like, what, what was the point of this? What was the point of this? To give two people back their jobs who shouldn't have been released. I guess so. I, I feel like Triple H has a lot. I feel like Triple H had the return in mind and then he had no idea what to do with him after. So he's just like, ah, hey, you lose all the time. It's like, okay, cool. So, then to wrap up the whole show, because obviously we had the main event being the the Cody Brock thing, we had a we had Miz in the ring saying that you know he lost both the impromptu matches at WrestleMania. Shout out to I don't know if you heard this, Mike. So obviously at WrestleMania, Shane McMahon tore his quad during the impromptu match with Miz, and so that had to be scrapped. Apparently, the referee Jessica Carr was the one who went out and told Snoop Dogg to punch him and and go hit the people's elbow. For a moment. So shout out to her. That's a bold, that's a nice bold move there to keep everything rolling. Because it didn't look like it was impromptu. It looked like it was the plan. By the way, Miz with the savagery on Shade tonight as well. What did he say? I didn't catch this. I had got he he basically (laughs) oh so he goes, I beat Shane so bad (laughs) he didn't get up. Oh my god! In in lesser terms, basically, that's what he said. Oh, I love that. That's so funny. So Miz, of course, now saying that you know I'm done. I WrestleMania is behind me. This is a new season. New season. Miz, bam. We get Matt Riddle makes his return. He attacks Miz. Um. Uh. uh then hitting the bro Derek on Miz, and they'll face each other next week in Matt Riddle's return match. Accomplish what he needed to. Matt Riddle's back. I I I I'm behind him as a single star because from from the looks of it, I'm gonna guess Orton's not coming back anytime soon. I would guess not, or until they actually figure something out for him. Well, you gotta you gotta remember too, his injury could still be acting up. Right, we 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 don't know, but this was the only surprise of the night for a Raw after Mania. That's I don't know. It's kind of, feels like a letdown, and, and it's listen. I'm not the biggest Riddler supporter on this show, but you know it's good to see him back. If he could stay mm-hmm. clean, you know, yeah, it works. I, but I think what the problem is is that we have romanticized Raw after Mania, and so is WWE, and they expect the crowd to just carry everything now. Because this was the way it felt last year, too. It just they expected everyone to carry the show, and they didn't. So, yeah, I think it was it the worst Raw I've ever seen. No, because I think the Triple H opener was pretty good. The Roman Cody opener, Brock opener was really good. Theory of Mysterio was decent. Owens and Zane for the Prophets was amazing. It just kind of after that, that's when it really started to like really tape off. Until you had that really good closing angle with with Brock d- destroying. Uh, uh, Cody. Um, so that that is the Raw after Mania. We gave our thoughts. You know, I think it's an it was an interesting show, and I, I'm interested into the Cody Brock thing. We'll see where all that goes. Obviously, there was some much bigger news earlier on today that we also have to discuss as well, and the sale slash whatever you want to call it of WWE is official, and it's not Saudi. It's not CNBC. 
It's not Fox. It's not Fox. It's not any of those. It is Endeavor. Endeavor. The company that bought UFC a few years ago now has bought up WWE to create a $21.4 billion sports entertainment company with UFC being valued at $12 million and WWE being valued at $9.3 million. So Mike, what's your reaction to this? Because I, I kind of like it. I like, I like the minds behind UFC and, and WWE now in the same. Cause I do think if you watch a UFC pay-per-view, it borrows a lot of stuff from wrestling. It does from the walkouts to promos, promos, the post fight press conferences, which now you're seeing at pay-per-views for WWE. I, I like it too, because it's, even though it's not the same, it's a similar business. Yes. It's not like it's NBC or Fox, which are news corporations. It's someone with a background in something similar to wrestling. Mm -hmm. And it's not the Saudis. Yes, it's not the Saudis. That is the big thing to remember. It's not the Saudis. Um, and I think another thing to remember too, Mike, is now that they're under the same boat... UFC and WWE can like start sharing profits and stuff. So it's like if UFC goes through a downturn, WWE can help them out. If WWE goes through a downturn, UFC can help them out. I like that. And they could share some talent. They could share some talent. Which, and I... which two things that probably are going to happen. You probably will see Conor McGregor in a wrestling ring at one point. For sure. I think that's almost a guarantee now. But the one thing I want, Daniel Cormier, who is a UFC Hall of Famer, make him the WWE commissioner. Let's go. Oh, I like that. I really like that. Because I think I think what I like about it is that it's a guy who could who's not like an active person, but like if a wrestler like squares up to him, you could believe Daniel Cormier could take him. Yeah, he's not going to take crap from anybody. I like that. I I honestly like that. Um, but yeah, the sale was complete this morning. Vince McMahon and uh, the owner of Endeavor had a press conference this morning. Honestly, really not much to to say about this. They were supposedly going to ask him about the allegations, but Vince just simply said, "I've made mistakes in my life, personally and professionally." And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Listen, we know he can't really comment on those things. Yeah, he really can't comment on those things. The interesting part, well, and I also love the airy uh, comment where he's like, Vince wanted to leave, but I made sure he came back. BS. <laughs> Vince yeah. did not want to leave. Vince was never leaving. Vince was never leaving. Stop it. Stop lying to me. Um, but I will say the interesting part is uh, Vince was asked, What's going on behind the scenes at WWE? Like, is, does this move change anything? And we kind of got a half good, half not good answer because Vince said, yes and no, I will be involved with WWE Creative. Yes, in the bigger picture, but no, like, in the weeds. Now, a lot of people have, have interpreted that. Sean Rossop of Fightful reported that that supposedly means he will have input on the bigger storylines, but as far as like the week to week booking and behind the shows, he won't be involved. And there was a meeting, a zoom meeting um, at around four o'clock earlier today. 
Triple H led the meeting. He said, and even Vince said, Triple H is still the con the chief content officer. He's still the head of creative. I'm still running this show. So I guess we'll just see. You know? And, you know, I think this this episode did have a little bit of Vince on it, but it wasn't enough to where I'm saying Vince is back. You know? No, I, I get it. It was just a rough episode, but let's see going forward. Mm-hmm. But hey, I, I like that. I like that WWE is still staying publicly owned and publicly traded because that means that these lawsuits and like shareholders, they could still have an impact on some things. We're not going to lose the TV deals with NBC and, and uh, Fox, hopefully. And like you said, Mike, I do like how it's Endeavor. It's a company that is somewhat similar to UFC in that they know what it is to that how it is to make money. Daniel White commented on it. Saying, you know, I Vince is a savage at wrestling. I think this is a great move for Endeavor. You know, he probably only had to say that because it is his overlord, so he has to say good thing about it. <laughs> Let's see if Dana White appears on a Raw or SmackDown. Maybe. Who the heck knows? But that is going to do it for our Raw after many re- reactions and the sale of <laughs> WWE reactions. Uh, for the pun master, right, Rifkin, Mike Rifkin, I'm Noah Trombley. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com for great blogs, vlogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. And for us here at The Face Turn, have a good night, everyone, and we'll catch you guys next time.